0: Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willa, and I've helped thousands of divorcées and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's going on, y'all? Hope y'all are having an amazing day—the best day of your life. I'm having a solid day. It's about eight a.m. on a Sunday. Family and I just got back from. Gaylord Palms in Kissing Me, Florida, which is really close to Disney. We took the two boys there. They have an awesome water park and it was a blast. We had a really great time. It was cool. It's uh, an adjustment. I'll tell you that happened to three year old boys who individually are amplified upon, you know, now having a best friend essentially <laughs> to, to party with, to go on adventures with, to uh, be show ponies with, you know, Like each kid, I feel like each of our sons, respectively, Haley and I's sons, Denver and Weston are better behaved on their own than they are when they're together, which I feel like is very common. (laughs) And so that, you know, they're just wild, dude. It's wild. It is wild having two kids. Those of you who have two kids can relate and taking them places, taking them to restaurants, you know, it's challenging. But the cool thing is how much of it hinges on teamwork and you really find out. Like early on, how good of teammates you are, and yeah, you like we are—we're like a tag team pro wrestling partnership here. It's awesome. Tag her in; she tags me in. It's—it's it's really cool. It's cool working as a team. It's not only you know like parent, but also just do stuff around the house, and it's just like you know, it's just really cool. I'm really enjoying that, and we had a great time. We had a really good time at the, at the pool. We all went down the water slides, which was awesome. I feel like a lot of parents just kind of sit on the sidelines with stuff, and Haley is somebody who. I know whether we're at the trampoline park or we're at a water park or anywhere, we're going to be all up in it. We're not parents who sit on the sidelines and watch their kids, you know, enjoy all the stuff. Unless it's something we can't get in, like, you know, like one of those, like inflatable balloon looking things, like the enclosures for the kids. I'm not going to get in there. I'll pop that shit. But trampoline park, water park, you know, stuff like that, you know, zoo, whatever. We're going to be all up in it. And that's been just a hell of a lot of fun, just being kids with the kids. So I hope you guys who have kids, Hear that and, and realize, you know, you don't have to not participate in stuff. And it's an even more reason to stay healthy, active, mobile, so that you can enjoy the stuff with your kids because it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun doing that at the water park. So that is uh, my quick update. Let's get into it. This episode is gonna be about busy parents, you know, on the topic of kids and being busy parents, how to have your dream body as a busy parent. When I say dream body, I don't mean somebody that you envy on social media, right? Let's stop that right there. Don't compare, you know, it's, it's so hard not to, but, you know, your dream body is the body that you look and feel confident in. And that's going to be unique to you. It's going to be based on your genetics, your past, your progress, your limitations, your ability to, you know, be consistent with the four pillars of a caloric range, protein intake, strength training, and walking, right? And everyone is unique in those, all of those regards. So love the body you have. It's one of one. I can't stress that enough. I'm someone who has struggled immensely with body dysmorphia as a teenager and young adult into adulthood. You know, it's something that I have struggled with for a long time, just kind of seeing something different in the mirror than everyone else sees and always feeling inadequate, you know, and overcoming that has been a huge journey of self-love and self-regulation and, and throwing away the comparison game, right? Your body's one of one. It, des- it deserves your love. And the golden rule is, if you wouldn't want to walk in on your kids speaking to themselves like that, then you shouldn't speak to yourself like that. Anything you wouldn't want your son or daughter saying to themselves or about themselves, don't say about yourself, right? We set the example. We are the life that we want our kids to live. So quick, before I get into it, obviously, I do have a lot of five-star reviews on Spotify and iTunes. Thank you all for doing that. I really appreciate it. I think I'm up to almost 200 five-star ratings. Now I said reviews, I meant ratings. But not many reviews. And so I don't, this isn't to, you know, I don't want to always want to be authentic. I always, if you leave a review, I want it to be of your own accord, obviously. However, I will say that if you leave a review uh, after the date of this podcast um, posting, I'm going to go through who, the people who left those reviews. And I understand that, you know, the the economic climate is pretty scarce right now and, and people are, you know, struggling to afford some things. And sometimes, Fitness equipment can be seen as a a luxury when you're worried about food on the table and paying your mortgage or rent. So in the pursuit of that, for everyone who leaves a review on the Revenge Body podcast, I'm going to go through and pick three winners to send you some dumbbells from Amazon. So what I need you to do is if you leave a review, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Maverick Online Coaching shoot that to me and i will of the people who message me i'll pick 3 to send you a set of dumbbells because i really i've done that once before and it was you know it, it's just that's something that you can have for life dumbbells don't really wear out unless you break them somehow and it's a to me that's like a true gift to to receive you know uh, a tool that you can shape your body with from home right so and i'll make sure they're quality so leave me a review and dm me a screenshot of it i'll pick 3 winners to send you some dumbbells. And that is my gift to you all for taking the time to leave an honest review of the podcast cuz I don't get much feedback aside from you all who, who DM me and tell me this or that here and there. I really appreciate it, but I don't get a lot of feedback. So that's how I wanted to give back for a for an authentic genuine review that you guys leave. So anyway, let's get into it. So today I want to talk about, you know, how to have your dream body and how to maintain that as a busy parent. So we're going to talk about, you know, your values. It's cuz it starts there. Like what do you value? Talk about routine, schedule, you know, what example you're setting. Breaking the cycle of your parents. I want to talk about the bare minimum needed for body progress. So, like what can you do at the bare minimum and still see progress? Because a lot of us have such busy schedules and stay so you know nonstop and have so many priorities and obligations that it's it's hard. and a lot of the a lot of people that I talk to, they think that you have to commit a ton of hours and be super rigorous with your training, and that's not the case, And I'll explain that. you know, so kind of give yourself a break there. What is progression? What's progression look like within training? Feel like there's a lot of confusion there. You know what equipment is best if you work out from home, right? Like what's the bare minimum you can have, spend money on, and still see awesome results? You're going to have a lot of relief there. Working if you are working out at a gym, what combo is best between you know free weights, machines, etc.? Like what's ideal? How to keep seeing progress over time? Cardio, how much and what kind? And now I'll talk about you know can you progress with stuff like Pilates, bar, body pump, Orange Theory, etc. So let's get into it. Let's talk about values. So what do you value right now? And and your day will tell you that. And this is the tough love part of the episode. I don't mean that bad, but what do you value? And Your values will reflect in what you live, right? The difference between what you know and what you don't know is what you live. So what do you value right now? What is the last thing you do before you go to bed? What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting up early enough, Right. I get a lot of questions about meal prep and 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 preparing. Like, you know, what are some easy snacks? What are some easy meal prep ideas? And it's like, look, sometimes it, when it gets down to it, some of this is not easy. It's never going to be. It's not supposed to be because having the body or the health that you want, it's it's not going to be seen as easy by the majority of the populace. So go ahead and shift your perspective here. If you want easy, then you're not going to have what you really want, right? Like. It's not easy. If it were easy, everybody would do it. It's not easy. So remember that. What do you value though? What do you value? And, and if we're being honest with ourselves, again, like what you do and what you live is what you value. You can't live a certain life and then say, well, I value being in shape. Well, I value my health. Well, I value having you know uh, financial security. I, I value uh, my, my, my confidence. I value my boundaries. If you are sacrificing all those things, and replacing them with things that don't contribute to it, you know, talking like Netflix binges, not demonizing Netflix, by the way, there's a time and place. But like if you if you look at how you spend your time every day, what are you allotting your time to? What are you allotting your energy to? Where energy, where focus goes, energy flows, right? Like we're like a battery. We have positive and negative charge. And what we choose to give our attention to, that is what's going to grow. Everything in life expands based on the attention given to it. So what are you giving your attention to? And I have a lot of empathy, a lot of compassion for parents, a lot of compassion for single moms, a lot of compassion for people who are nurses, EMTs, you know, 911 operators, they're dispatchers, I should say, you know, midwives, like all these people who work crazy schedules and have kids, kudos, right? But you can use your occupation and busyness as an excuse perpetually. It will always be there. It's not going anywhere. It'll always be there. You can always have an excuse if you look for it. So the best thing you can do is just make some small changes. Now, this is where a lot of people make a mistake is because it doesn't have to be an overhaul, right? Just start looking at some small changes you can get momentum with. What I see with a lot of parents is lack of routine for both you and your kids. If your kids don't have a routine, it's going to be really hard for you to get shit done. That something's gonna go awry. So either that it's gonna be the messiness of your house. it's gonna be your eating habits. it's gonna be you know your ability to go grocery shop or get to the gym. Something's gonna suffer if your kids are not disciplined. and look, there's only so much discipline you can instill in a two, three, four year old. I get it. I'm experiencing that firsthand. However, there has to be some kind of structure for them in order for you, to get things done. And I have a lot of compassion for special needs kids, parents, you know, it's a little different. I mean, it's really different. I'm not even going to pretend what that's like, but the same thing applies. There has to be some kind of schedule or structure, right? Because they're going to follow your example. If you, for instance, eat in bed or eat on the couch, not judging, but they're going to do that. And they're going to spill all their shit in your bed or on your couch. So that's something that you don't want to happen. Well, then what are you doing? Are you eating at the table? Are you eating, you know, what, is, what do you eat three meals a day? Do, what kind of meal structure do you have? And that's what they're going to model. Remember, you are setting the tone for their life. If you have young kids, right? If you're sporadic, all over the place, chaotic, what do you expect them to be? And this is not the shame because we all have stuff we can work on. No parent is perfect. I am no exception to that. I have a lot of things I want to work on, you know, and I find myself doing shit that my my parents did that I don't want to do. and I catch myself. I'm like, I don't want to fuck them up like I was fucked up. So this is not to shame. This is a wake up call, a light bulb for you to start thinking about things differently, right? But we are not our parents. You are not your parents. I'm not my parents. Our parents did their best, but the boomer generation was fucked in terms of therapy and and self-reflection, right? Like we know that. And so our generation is the first that has access to a lot more of that. We can cultivate more self-awareness so that when our kids are integrating left brain and right brain, you know, the motion from the logic, we are doing the same. Right. Like when, when they have a right brain moment and they go full emotion and they are just no logic, no, no reason whatsoever. And we feel that visceral feeling of wanting to react or explode or yell, that is us, that is our sign, that's our trigger to say we can do things differently. Right. We can do things differently. So, what example are you setting? And I tell our moms in the program this all the time. Cool. You may not have a gym membership. You may not even have weights. But if you're doing air squats, lunges, so maybe some couch dips, some calf raises in front of your kids just randomly throughout the day your kids are going to see that they may not emulate it right then and there but it's being branded in their moldable minds that you prioritized exercise strength training in in the midst of a busy day right it can seem silly but guess what if you want to if you want results that no one else has you have to be willing to do things no one else does and if you're lunging with the laundry basket on the way to the laundry room back and forth to the bedroom or if you are you know doing air squats on the couch while your kid watches blippi or Coco melon, God forbid, God, that's stuff my nightmares. I hope I never hear a Coco melon song again. But if if they see you doing that, is what they are going to model. They're going to see that as their example, right? So don't be afraid to to do what is quote unquote silly, right? This may not seem related, like it this you know with your parents, an example and schedule. It may not seem related. It may not seem applicable or tactical when it comes to getting a dream body with working out, but it is because that's where it starts. You have to. I mean, I recommend you and your partner, if you have one, sitting down and writing out like, what are your values and what does your dream life consist of? And don't show each other the answers until you're both done. Exchange it. And then, you know, write that in terms of your health, your wealth, your relationship It'd be a great way to organize that. But what do those things mean to you? Like, what, what do you value? And then start working as a team. If you have a partner, right? This is obviously aside from you who, are, who do not have a partner and have that support. I still recommend you sit down and do this and put it on your wall somewhere to remind you. But if you have a partner, you, this can kind of pave the way for working as a team to get shit done. That's important to you, right? And this go this doesn't have to be just like the hard stuff. This can be fun stuff. What do you value in terms of, you know, your fun? Like what do you like to do? I like to go shoot guns, right? And so at the shooting range. And so it's a known that I need to go do that sometimes in order to maintain you know, positive outlook on everything because if I don't go do it and I don't have that Energy that, that aggression out, it comes out sideways later in the terms of like being, you know, all stressed out and pent up. And I, I need to have some kind of outlet for that that energy, whether it's going on a really hard run or a workout or a shooting range or whatever it is. And my partner knows that and she, it's important to her. And same thing is, you know, I'm there are certain things that she needs. And so I, I prioritize that, and make sure she gets those things. But if, unless you communicate it, neither of you know, right? You can't, you don't get what you don't ask for. So just, the overarching thing there is make sure there's some kind of routine. What do you value? If you truly value your health, you will prioritize it. And this is not to come across as some kind of tone-deaf influencer who's saying, we have the same 24 hours. Not at all. We do not. However, I mean, your schedule is going to look different from someone else's. That's fine. Your schedule is your own. You get it in where you fit it in. But you need to know, you know that you will do what is important to you. You will make time for what is important to you. You really will whether that's waking up 15 minutes earlier to meal prep or that's you know not watching Netflix before bed so you get an extra hour of sleep, 30 minutes of sleep, whatever it is, right? If it's important to you, you will make time for it. And that's the hard truth. So let's let's talk about what is the bare minimum needed for body progress? At the bare minimum when it comes to working out and I'm going to I'm going to talk in terms of resistance training this whole episode because that is the most effective way to change because in order to change, you have to have muscle tissue because muscle tissue shapes your body. You can't cardio your way to a better body. You can lose weight that way over time very ineffectively, very inefficiently. But when it comes to what changes your body visually, you're going to have muscle tissue. You're going to have to shift your perspective to stop thinking of muscle tissue in masculine terms biceps, traps, stuff like that. No, muscle tissue is just muscle tissue. It's just what shapes your body. So it gives you the shape that you want. And women and men develop differently. It doesn't mean they need to do things differently because the same shit works for both genders, but you will develop differently because of your hormones. So you could lift your ass off heavy as shit for the rest of your life. You will not look like a man unless you introduce exogenous anabolic steroids. Period. Need you to hear that, okay? So that being said, what is the bare minimum needed for body progress? You need increased intensity over time, meaning what you do this week is harder than last week and last month, etc. So if you're serious about this, you'll keep a log, whether that's with an app or with pen and paper. You need to write down what the weight that you're doing on certain exercises, the weight and the reps. That way you can manipulate both of those things over time to increase the intensity. Okay, so your body is a very adaptable machine. I talked about this on my other episode about working out, but If you don't change the stimulus, it will just adapt to the current one and it won't be forced to change. You don't change by going and doing the same shit every week at the gym or or working out from home or whatever, doing the same weights, doing the same reps. At some point, you will stop changing because in order to see change, you have to elicit the change with new stimulus, meaning new challenging shit, right? So we can do that in many different ways. And I'll get into that in a sec. But you also need time under tension. This is my biggest problem with things like Orange Theory, group classes, etc. Time under tension is the time during which your muscle is supporting the weight, either stopping, starting, or bearing the weight, right? contracting, expanding, stuff like that. And so if there's no time under tension, like you take a bicep curl, for example, everyone knows what a bicep curl is. Well, from the time your arm is in the extended position to the contracted position where it's bent all the way, that there's a time duration that's going on, right? Whether that's three, four or five seconds, you need a certain amount of that with a weight that challenges you in order to elicit change. And you're not gonna get that in a very diluted group format uh, or with a circuit training format, something where there's no attention to detail, right? You also need mind-muscle connection. What that is, the muscle that you are training do you feel it in that muscle? A lot of us do exercises just because we heard that it's a good exercise, and we're just counting the reps. We're like, okay, I did ten squats, done, because it just said I did ten reps, right? Meanwhile, you didn't use the correct muscles to get from A to B, right? One thing that Haley told me uh, that was really smart a while back was, you want the you want to activate the muscle to complete the movement, not the other way around. Like, use the muscle. get you from A to B. Don't just get to A to B without thinking about the muscle, right? And A to B means from point A to point B, like again, using the bicep curl as an example, extended position all the way to the, the bent position, right? Contracted position. That's A to B. You want to use the bicep to get you there. So like with a squat, it could be your quadriceps and glutes, right? If you don't feel it in those muscles, then you are not doing the exercise correctly or or with weight that's challenging enough or with enough time under tension, right? So basic rule of thumb is the muscles that I'm training, do I feel it in that muscle? Is it burning? Do I feel it be getting fatigued? So that is, that's one thing that, that's one reason why I'm against those certain things because we have to stimulate that in a workout in order to see changes in the muscle tissue. And that's why I don't like group settings. Now, a lot of you will argue, but I do feel it, but I am sweating. Okay, great. Just because you're holding dumbbells and moving around a lot and sweating doesn't mean it's working because you need a specific type of stimulus to develop muscle tissue. I can go do jumping jacks in the yard for 20 minutes. My legs will be killing me, but it doesn't mean that they're actually going to grow and develop because you need weights. You need to fight gravity with a certain amount of weight while having time under tension. Like I can go crawl in the yard like a bear for an hour and my arms will be really tired doesn't mean my arms are going to develop and get muscle tone, right? That takes using weights and and time under tension. So that is why weightlifting, whether you start with body weight and progress to weights or not, is the best method for shaping your body. Now, that being said, the bare minimum needed is much less than you think. Everybody thinks you had to spend hours in the gym and be in there five days a week. Fuck no. Y'all see how I look? Okay, I train two to three times a week. Now, granted, I'm a male. I've been training for 20 years. I, I trained a lot more before now and that set me up with a foundation of muscle memory. I used anabolic steroids in my 20s. Like, okay, of course, yes. Doesn't take away from the fact that you can progress with a very minimal amount of time if you know what you're doing. So more isn't always better. There are people who spend two hours in the gym and barely progress because it's, it's just junk volume is what we refer to it as. It, junk volume is when you're just adding sets that, uh, you you've gone beyond your body's ability to to repair or and grow right so there's a specific amount of volume which is the amount of total sets that you do that is conducive to muscle tissue development and usually that's going to be between like 6 to 10 sets a week usually and that doesn't sound like much because it's not it's quality over quantity when it comes to your progression right so the bare minimum you need is like training your muscle, each muscle group, like once to twice a week max, and that's it. That's really it. If you can do that from home with dumbbells, you can you, That's great. You've got it figured out. But we, uh, the majority of our transformations that you see on our social media, are from women who are working out from home. So just know that. So what does progression look like when it comes to working out? Well, let's just say that. I'm going to just throw out numbers here. Let's say you squat 100 pounds for 10 reps for three sets. So three sets of 10, 100 pounds week one, right? So week two, you don't necessarily have to squat 110 pounds. That is one way to progress, right? Just lift more weight for the same amount of reps. So let's see what that progression looks like. If you do 110 pounds for three sets of 10, great. You progress because you did the same amount of volume with a higher weight, right? So that's one way to progress. Another way to progress is do four sets of ten with hundred pounds. Now you perform an extra set. Now, I did talk about junk volume, so we don't want to do more than you know six sets. I think that would almost be overkill at a certain point. The data would support that. but you know, if you want to add you know four sets, five sets of the same way, just know that your total volume for the workout needs to stay within, you know, what is reasonable and that will change over time. I'll do an advanced episode on kind of volume and manipulating that to to stay within, you know, what's going to give you progression, but I don't want you to overthink it because all we're looking at right now is just progression. So that's you can add a set. One of my favorite ways is to slow down your reps. And you do this on the negative portion of the rep on like this for squats for instance, this would be on the way down. The neg- you have a negative portion and a positive portion of every single rep on every exercise, right? So the positive is when you're actually moving the weight, when you're pushing it, when you're squeezing it, when you're actually uh, moving it. When The eccentric or negative portion is when you're supporting it, when you're coming down, when you're uh, like on a bicep curl on the way down on the rep, right, when you're extending back out. That eccentric portion of the rep is something that 90% of people in the gym do not pay attention to, but it's where the most hypertrophy or breakdown of the muscle happens. So, if you slow down your reps, it makes the exercise harder. So, what you're essentially doing is you're making the exercise more challenging without increasing the weight. And if you do the same amount of reps and sets while slowing down the weight, or eventually you get to a point where you're doing three sets of 10 with 100 pounds despite doing four second or five second negatives, that's progression because you've now, now, now you're doing the same amount of weight despite making the exercise harder, right? So, that's another way to progress. There's all kinds of ways you can progress, and what you want to make sure is you you take note of these things, so that you have metrics to to tweak and adjust and change to ensure your progression. And you can't do that without taking note of this either with an app or logging it, right? Like week one, you're like, okay, I did three sets of 100 pounds, 10 reps. Three sets of 10 100 pounds on squats. This next week, I'm going to go for you know 12 reps or four sets or slow down my reps or 110 pounds. That's four different things you can do. To make your workouts harder. right? You can do this with air squats. You can do this with body weight. You can do this with dumbbells. And, and that's the easiest way and most simple way and most effective way to start seeing progress. right? And, and that's all you need to do week to week. Am I doing more in one of these categories than I did the previous week? That's all you need for progression. Okay. If you're working out from home, what equipment is best? I recommend getting the adjustable dumbbells. They're a little pricier. If you can swing it, if it's in the budget, get the adjustable dumbbells. Because they don't take up a lot of room. You can adjust the weights, obviously, and progress with those. If you can't get the adjustable dumbbells, then just get the dumb, get some, a set of dumbbells that goes from like five to 30. You can go a long way with that. Right. Or you can get the kind that come with the weights that you take on and off. Okay. Those are fine too. But dumbbells are great because dumbbells are unilateral, meaning they're, they're in the limbs work independent of one another and you can't compensate for injuries and stuff like that. Right. So those are going to give you the best bang for your buck. If you can get a weight bench, even better. Now you've opened the door to like a hundred more exercises you could do. You, could, you can do all kinds of leg You can train your entire body with a set of dumbbells and a weight bench. If you don't have a weight bench, you can still train your entire body with a set of dumbbells. So those of you who are real budget conscious, like just get some dumbbells and you can get started. I recommend YouTubing beginner dumbbell workouts and just starting there and just don't think, just do. You're going to feel silly, look silly. Doesn't matter. You got to be silly for this to work. Everybody looked silly. Everybody's willing, everybody who progressed was willing to look silly at some point. Nobody starts out an expert. Just get in there and do it. Be very careful. Listen to your body. Stretch. You know, do, you know, do, very mosey into these things. Don't just go, you know, whole hog, but like, you know, start with body weight, get a feel for the movement, try to replicate what you see on the video, and then add weights once you're comfortable with body weight. That's what I recommend. Okay. Cardio. Actually, let's talk about Jim first. Jim. What combo is best? So this was kind of a this was kind of clickbait because honestly, free weights are where it's at. Free weights are the most consistent because free weights, dumbbells and barbells, they depend on gravity, and gravity is always consistent. If you're always fighting gravity, you can always manipulate other metrics accordingly because gravity is always the same, right? So you know, 100 pounds is 100 pounds, is 100 pounds is 100 pounds, unless you go to the moon, right? So I always recommend just sticking with free weights. Machines have their place, but the thing about machines is. The tension is going to vary from gym to gym, like depending on what kind of machine it is, whether it has two pulleys, one pulley, whether it has plate loaded, has cables, you know, it's just not going to be consistent. If they're also not built for everybody. They're kind of one size fits all. So, you know, for instance, I don't fit on any machine unless they're specifically built for big people. Uh, if you're very short, you could have an issue with machines as well. So adjust, you know, if you're not experienced adjusting the height of the seat and stuff like that, you know, You'll be lost in the sauce. So it's just best to stick with free weights and, and until you, you are a little more advanced or intermediate, then you can implement some machines. But even then machines aren't, you know, as effective as free weights. Cardio. Cardio is just such a highly debated thing. I just make, want to make it really simple. Cardio burns calories, not fat. Okay. Cardiovascular endurance training is great for your health. And I think it should be a part of your routine because it will allow you to lift weights harder because you're going to be in better cardiovascular condition. That's why I do it because it allows me to work out with weights harder and don't get tired as fast. That's the benefit of cardio because it benefits your weight training. That's it. (laughs) It's good for your cardiovascular health for sure, but it doesn't shape you. It doesn't tone you. Because again, that comes from muscle. It comes from muscle tissue and cardio doesn't build any muscle. Now, when you're on the Stairmaster, I understand your legs may burn, but that's not, again, going back to time under tension, mind-muscle connection, that is not lifting weights. You're not resisting gravity for a prolonged amount of time. And it's just a lot of reps. It's on the endurance spectrum. So it's not going to actually build anything. You'll feel like it is because maybe it pumps some blood into your glutes, your legs, and they get all firm. You're like, oh, I just shaped myself on the Stairmaster at the spin class. No, you did not. You just made your heart beat faster. That's good for your heart. It's good for your lungs to breathe hard. That's it. doesn't shape your body. just want to be very clear about that. So how much should you do? What kind? I don't care what you do as far as cardio. You know, if, whether that's rowing, whether that's running outside, beating your husband, sex. I don't care. Whatever gets your heart rate up for a prolonged amount of time, you know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. That's all you need. You don't need an hour. You don't need two hours. Just, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, two to three times a week. More is fine. If if you're gonna if you want to know like what order to do it in, always do your cardio after. If you have to do both in the same day, do cardio after your weights because you want the majority of your energy spent on the thing that's going to shape your body, right? We want to put the majority of our energy into the thing that's the most effective. And we don't have a lot of time as busy parents, right? So you want to uh, prioritize your weight training and, and cardio should be an afterthought. Can you progress with Pilates, Bar, Body Pump, Orange Theory? You can to a very minimal extent. And I'll, people always argue this with me, like, but with Reformer Pilates, we use weights. And you know, body pump, we use weights. Great, that's great. You, for beginners and people who are just trying to get their feet wet and just move something, great, do it. Eventually though, you will need to do conventional weightlifting to, to continue seeing progress. Because again, it comes down to increased intensity over time. And if you're not lifting more and more weight with time under tension and my muscle connection, your progress is going to be minimal at best. So I recommend doing those things in addition to a good weight training program or or, or routine, right? Like if you want to do Orange Theory, awesome. Also lift weights on your own or with a trainer to produce increases in strength, like real quantifiable increases in strength. That's what I recommend. If If that triggers you, I'm sorry, but it's just what it is. Those things, Pilates, Bar, Body Pump, Orange Theory, they're only beneficial to shaping your body to a very minimal extent, pretty much just beginners. Um, eventually, you'll have to add in some serious strength training if you want to continue to see progress and benefit. see benefits for the rest of your life because the tissue that you build now will benefit you into your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s in terms of preventing osteoporosis, reducing the risk of injury from falls continuing to have a high basal metabolic rate, all the things that muscle tissue give you. So if you want more muscle tissue, you have to do the thing that's going to give you the most muscle tissue stimulus, and that's going to be lifting weights, conventional weightlifting. Now, what exercises should you do from home or concentrate on? Squats, rows, bench press, shoulder press, lunges, split squats, deadlifts, pull-downs or pull-ups. If you just do those, that's all you need. Just Google compound movements compound, multi-joint movements, that's all you need. You just do those. You will you you can train your entire body with those. You don't need isolation movements. People waste their time doing these super small isolation movements when in reality, the compound lifts work those muscles in a very efficient, effective way. It's boring. It's not sexy, but it's what works, right? So as a busy parent, if you have 15 minutes a day, You can progress. If during that 15 minutes, you do one of those compound exercises and over time during that 15 minutes, you are getting stronger or progressing within that movement, you're going to see progress. So shift your perspective to look at it that way. It's like, oh, I only have 15 minutes. Great. Use that 15 minutes to get stronger and you will see progress. If you have to do it twice a day, fine. 15 minutes of squats in the morning, 15 minutes of rows at night or some other exercise. That's fine. In between, getting enough protein. In between, getting some steps in. If you want it, you'll make it work. But you don't need an hour in the gym. Like You don't have to have an hour straight for it to be an optimal workout. You just need to progress. That is what's optimal. So if it's 15 minutes here, 10 minutes there, go for it. As long as you are keeping note of it and progressing with your strength, that is all that matters. And you can absolutely do that with a very minimal amount of time. So remember that. Those of you who are busy, like you don't need a gym membership, you don't need an hour or two hours, you don't need to spend. the, the people whose bodies you envy, they don't spend that much time in the gym. I guarantee you some of them may, because they just enjoy it, but they don't have to. Right? Like your body p- responds best to short, intense bouts of exercise, not prolonged time where there's, the intensity is low, short, intense as possible. So kick your ass in 15 to 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, three, five times a week your body will respond to that. Now, obviously, exercise is the smallest piece of the pie when it comes to weight loss and fat loss. You know, Nutrition is everything there. That's like 90% of it. But if you are to progress with your workouts, this is the way to do it. Use weights. You don't have to do it long. 15, 20 minutes, super intense, right? 30 minutes, great. 45, awesome. Cut it off at an hour. And that's all you need. If you're kicking your own ass, you won't be able to work out much longer than an hour like if you're really crushing it i guarantee you you won't be able to go more than an hour because your body will be so fatigued that it needs to rest so just repositioning your your perspective on this i hope this was helpful if you have any questions shoot me a dm on instagram always here to answer questions hope this was valuable have an awesome rest of your day y'all If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.